Employing an opioid-sparing approach to pain management is a really hot topic right now. If you're not thinking about it, you probably should be. Wasik Ashraf, a surgeon from New York, well, he's really thinking about it. We catch up with him today, and he's going to share some of the approaches he uses to manage pain without opioids. From Medical Media, this is The Author Show. Hey guys, uh, my name is uh, Wasik Ashraf. I'm a board-certified orthopedic surgeon currently practicing the Hudson Valley, New York. And uh, I currently practice... Um, general orthopedics with a subspecialty in sports medicine, joint preservation, and um, joint replacement. I'm in um, part of a system called Crystal Run Healthcare, and I work at my main hospital is at St. Luke's Montefiore System in Newburgh, New York. Well, Wasik, thanks so much. That's a great introduction. Um, we're glad you're loving life uh, over there on the East Coast. We're over here on the Best Coast. <laughs> um, but look, thanks for joining us on the phone today. I really appreciate your time. Obviously, we're here to talk about a very specific subject, which is opioid sparing approach to um, osteoarthritis of the knee. This uh, opioid epidemic we hear about a lot, and, and obviously it's not just with surgeons that we speak to and within industry, but I'm seeing it on the news, you know, daily, right? It's a, it's a major subject. Is it, is it really that serious? Is it really an opioid epidemic, or is this something that the news has got a hold of and overhype? Sure, great question. So uh, I absolutely believe that this is an epidemic. This is a real problem. I have seen multiple families, neighbors, kids, grandkids, been affected. In my area of Newburgh, New York specifically, uh, we're in an area where we get a lot of upstream drugs and opioid use from the city. You know, um, our major uh, line of um, drugs come from Patterson, New Jersey and come straight up. And you can, it's like a train, it's a train system that goes right through the Hudson Valley. So what I've seen working at St. Luke's Hospital, which is again, a hospital in the middle of all this, is uh, we have seen younger and younger kids. Um, I'm talking about 14 to 24 high school kids, good kids that have just gotten introduced. This is something we've all experienced and seen, but um, we just collectively um, have come together recently, I would say, and really start to call this what it is, which is really is an epidemic. Okay, let's, let's talk a little bit about tools, specific tools. You tell the patient you're going to experience pain, right? For, for some of these patients, you're talking pre-operatively. So they're, they're in pain from osteoarthritis or an acute injury or whatever it may be. And then obviously, there's post-operative pain. So what tools are you using pre-operatively, intraoperatively, and then post-operatively uh, to, to help manage their pain if it's not, if it's not uh, prescription opioids? So there's not too many things that we have that don't cause side effects. But one thing, knee-specific that I use a lot is bracing. You know, we talk to patients preoperatively about, hey, listen, you have to increase your um, exercise, you know, change what you're doing to hurt that's hurting your knee, lifestyle modification. But the real thing for me, especially for arthritis in a specific compartment, be it the medial or lateral, are unloader bracing. 
And I think that to me has been a huge thing uh, for knee preoperative um, pain relief. It's also helped even if the patient has surgery post-op, it's actually increased their quad strength and increased their range of motion mobility post-operative. So I, I'm a big believer in bracing, especially for the knees. Um, post-operatively and intraoperatively, you know, with the use of anesthesia, we employ spinal anesthesia. So patients wake up and have minimal pain. In the time of surgery, we have different cocktails that we use um, that we inject around the knee to decrease inflammation. There are long-lasting um, medications that live in the fat of the cells, uh, liposomal, and that leaches out over the next 72 to 96 hours. So you don't get that huge spike of pain uh, post-operative. I believe in early mobilization after surgery, especially knee replacement, and getting them into outpatient physical therapy right away. So you've brought up a, a number of approaches there, Wasik, and I'd, I'd like to go back to the, the bracing. You're, you're saying that the use of an unloading-type brace prior to surgery, like in, in, during the prehab, let's say, is affecting their outcomes post-surgery. Oh, absolutely. So there, there are studies that show the things that we struggle with um, before a knee replacement, the thing that worries me the most are the patients that have really weak quadricep muscles because that's the muscle that really we have to work after the surgery so they can recover faster. So studies have shown as you increase their or improve their alignment with the use of an unloader brace, say the arthritis is the medial joint line and they're bow-legged, and you use this brace to improve their alignment, the quadriceps functions better. It actually has shown within six months to improve the strength of the quadriceps preoperatively. And I tell the patients, it's like filling up the gas tank a little bit and trying to get to, uh, as full as possible before surgery. Um, and that's the example I use, and it makes sense to my patients. So you use the brace. Studies have shown um, in both uh, physical therapy um, um, journals and also orthopedic journals that the quadriceps function strength improves with the use of an unloader brace preoperatively. Yeah, it's great that you bring that up because I've come across, uh, in particular in the physiotherapy world, this idea that bracing or the use of bracing is somehow weakening the muscles. Um, and you're saying it's actually the opposite. Right. So, I mean, you know, the right brace at the right time for the right patient. You know, not every patient is braceable, unfortunately. You know, we... Um, where I live, you know, we have, um, or the patient population I take care of, unfortunately, we have a lot of patients with very high BMI. Obesity in itself is a big issue. So if you get these braces that are over-the-counter brace that uh, you just kind of put onto the knee for a little bit of compression, A, patients are not compliant. So it really just goes into the garbage because the knee brace just rolls out or is too tight up in the thigh and too loose down in the calf. So I think the correct brace, a custom fit brace that is made so it can fit the patient, makes a huge difference. And how long are they on the brace prior to doing surgery? I have patients that have pushed off their knee replacement by almost two years. Um, 
especially the younger guys, you know, the younger patients that are in their 40s, you know, they were in their 30s or early 20s, and they had a partial meniscectomy, and they did well for a while. And now they're in their early 40s, they're staying active, and they have this terrible arthritis in the medial joint line. So those are the patients that are braced because you do a knee replacement, you're gonna have to do another one and possibly another one. And the knee brace has really worked well for those younger patients. And I have pushed off knee replacements two, three, four years. As we wrap up here, if you had to kind of sum this up and somehow put it into an elevated pitch, what, what would you want your key takeaway to be to, to surgeons that are considering, you know, some of these different modalities in, in their practice? We see our patients maybe three, four um, minutes every time they come in over uh, six, seven you know, visits, but the amount of pain they're in, it's something they experience every day. And we have to find innovative ways to help them with their pain without having um, increased risks, you know, anti-inflammatories, Tylenol injections, they all carry risks. There's not too many things we have that can decrease inflammation, swelling, and pain without a non-invasive approach. Wasik, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to go out and enjoy some 75 degree weather here on the West Coast. What's in store for your day? <laughs> oh man, it's raining. Uh, there's a uh, snow uh, uh, effect for the next, uh, I think, eight hours. And uh, I think I'm going to go grab some dinner in the city tonight. Great. Well, you enjoy that. And thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, this was fun. 